I'm Lee Pitcher, Head of Partnerships for Yorkshire Water, General Manager for the Living Water Partnership. Lovely. So what does that mean in terms of your responsibilities? Yeah, so from a, a, a Yorkshire Water point of view, I am uh, responsible for, I guess, how we work across partnerships, different organisations to manage water differently, whether that be to improve the water quality in our seas, or whether that be to improve uh, water quality in our rivers, through to resolving flood risk in areas and building community resilience. Mm. I mean, in the session we had uh, this morning, mm. very interesting. I mean, you highlighted just how vulnerable this region is. Just, just remind us of some of those statistics, if you like. Yeah, I mean, you know, globally, we're, we're, we're seeing huge, huge issues, aren't we? We're seeing um, animals and species die out at rates that are hundred times faster than the normal evolutionary rate mm. of extinction we're seeing mass flooding two billion people affected in the last couple of decades from flooding and you know that is exactly what we're seeing here it's it's no different so uh, and in fact when you compare us to the rest of the UK we are in an area that is at the second biggest risk of catastrophic flooding um, and of course we are we are fortunate to a certain extent but also unfortunate in terms of our topography in that hole sits down in a bowl when it rains that bowl fills up the majority of people um, sit within 10 meters of um, sea level um, in fact uh, I think it's about 95% of people uh, sit actually on or below high tide level so um, sea level rise in this particular area um, threat from the estuary from rainfall from the rivers you know it, it's coming at us from all angles in this particular mm. area and i know you've taken the lead at yorkshire water with the uh, uh, living with water campaign to mm. bring together all the disparate agencies and parties who have responsibility to try and bring some coherence to this yeah. so, so how successful are you being Do you know i'm passionate about it and i'm passionate about it because from a, from a personal viewpoint um i was i was homeless as a kid one day I had a house and the next day I didn't have a home for about 12 months and I lived in one room. Um, not from a flooding point of view, for a different reason, but you know the emotions are the same. I felt helpless, mm. I just wanted somebody to help me. And actually what Live With Water is all about, it's about the right organisation. So we each have a responsibility individually, but actually coming together with one single mindset just to resolve flooding and try to help those people that we all serve collectively um, and ensure that no children, no families in the future have to go through that same experience of, of moving out of their homes into caravans or into other families' properties. It just shouldn't happen in this day and age. And unfortunately, with the, the impact of climate change, that, that threat is, is just all too, all too real. Mm. Um, so we have to work together, we have to collaborate. And uh, Living With Water has come on so much in the last couple of years, you know, it's a, yes, it's an award-winning partnership just because of how we work together. But actually, we are now starting to uh, look at the schemes that we need to implement, uh, infrastructure, new blue-green infra infrastructure that we can implement in different areas of our region that will hopefully uh, reduce the risk of flooding to, to localised areas. Um, but we've also started to get into schools and enrich the curriculum by providing live with water lessons. We are using the arts and culture to really connect with some of those communities that, that we've not been able to before. Yeah, it's a, it's a fabulous project and, uh, and it's really delivering benefits in the area. Mm. I mean, you're clearly doing a lot uh, in terms of mitigation and adaptation. Mm -hmm. 
but there's a lot of cha- talk about uh, uh, changing uh, attitudes, you know, changing habits, yeah. uh, raising awareness. I wonder whether that's almost the harder part, trying to get people to, when I say take this seriously, but you know what I mean, to, to realise they are vulnerable and there are some simple steps they might take to plan for what they do rather than panic when they're suddenly threatened by water at their door. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? There's, there, is, there, are, there are those big things that we need to do. Yeah, there's, there's big infrastructure that we need to put in place and there are organisations there to do that. But this is so huge, this, this issue, that actually each individual, you know, you, you can't underestimate how much of a difference you can make as an individual. Um, or as a resident of Hull or the East Riding. And, and what I mean by that is by going out and uh, looking at your own house and looking at your own garden and looking at whether there is something that you can do to soak up some of the water during the heavy rainfall, uh, a little planter, um, looking at a water butt, uh, creating a little mini uh, wildflower uh, wetland in your garden, all of those things not only reduce the flood risk, um, and, and you're a part of this bigger picture that you're making a difference, um, but they have really have a, you know have a great benefits as well because you're back out in nature, you're in the fresh air doing that sort of stuff. Children love doing that sort of stuff as well, um, but it brings in peas and uh, bees and pollinators. It just makes you know a world of difference. Mm. I suppose the other thing for me as well is you could, you can build a flood plan for your for your house, you know, and I think that is really important because we don't want anyone to flood yeah mm. but if it does happen you kind of need to be as prepared as possible so you can bounce back from it as quick as possible mm. having a flood plan allows you to prepare for heavy rainfall when it comes that gives you a degree of empowerment and ownership and, and a bit of control back um, and that of course is really important in terms of mental health and your resilience your personal resilience but also it allows you to know what to do if you are flooding and mm. you know there's nothing there's nothing worse than panicking in the moment and, and having that vulnerability that you've talked about um, that that doesn't need to be as bad as that because mm. if you're planned you can respond and you can do things that will really help and as I say bounce back a lot quicker mm. afterwards and yeah. I know you work a lot with young people and schools uh, uh, I guess a generation that's very receptive mm. to the messaging but I guess you have to strike a balance between motivation avoiding anxiety but I guess maybe also creating a sense of positivity and purpose in getting involved with all of this yeah so for me that yes there there is there is always the chance that that children could hear some of those messages about the climate and and feel quite scared and quite anxious about it however what I would say is that nearly every child that I've ever talked to every school that I've been into every lesson that I've listened into the children are just so passionate and they want to do something. So if you can pull that passion together and use that to turn that into positive action, you know, it's there. The, the key ingredients is already there. And it's not anxiety that's leading them to want to do that. It's because they actually want to make a difference in the world that they're growing up in. Mm. And, um, you know, that's just fantastic because that gives us a lever straight away that, that enables us to, to, to build, on, build on success. And I know a lot of what you do and I know you have your, your own passions beyond Yorkshire Water and creativity mm. uh, and, and that can be a great device can't it for for stimulating awareness dialogue 
discussion, involvement. You know, so, so tell me a little bit about how that's working. Yeah, so so our communities, you know, and it's great this that our demographic is so different. It's so different. So some people have the ability to reach out to uh, arts and culture, music festivals, all of those sorts of things uh, as part of their everyday life. Some children, some families just don't have that opportunity. And actually, it's such a great way to engage differently um, on a, on a, you know, in a different genre, really, with with our families and. Mm. Um, you know, seeing a, mig, uh, a massive mural attracts attention. Children look at it. They want to talk about it, for example. Going out to floodlights over this, you know, in this next few days where we've got some, you know, three absolutely breathtaking, I'm, I'm talking about mesmerising installations, all related to flood risk and flood risk management. And, and they allow you to drift off into another world and, and think differently and think creatively and spark that, that inner... I guess that inner passion within some children that might not necessarily be there through their normal sort of traditional education and, and stuff that they do, that then kind of inspires them to want to to be the different type of engineer in the future. Um, mm. I want them to be uh, somebody who works with digital uh, in the future to, to, to inspire other people. So arts and culture plays a massive, massive role here. Mm. And, you know, you, you seem to be someone who has really embraced this you're very passionate about it i don't know maybe it's a combination of your childhood experience and mm. your your knowledge mm. of, of all of this but what is it you know that really drives you uh, for yeah. this what what gives this aura of yeah. positivity every time i speak <laughs> to you so, so i think at my core and in my so i'm a i'm a minds and hearts person yeah mm. so the mind piece is all always about practically what can we do to to make a difference and and, and make that difference well so that's the innovation and uh, and using every means possible and tool possible to 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 improve things but the heart piece comes from absolutely comes from my childhood it comes from the family and and and, and how we are and how I feel an absolute responsibility that I am born in the most wonderful place, the most wonderful country, on the most wonderful planet. And my gosh, do I want my children, their grandchildren and my great grandchildren to be able to appreciate that just as much as I have. In fact, more than because, you know, we, we are going to thoroughly change the face of this earth over the next over the next 50 years. We have to. And um, and the reason we have to do that is because it continues to to build on the great work that we're doing now but it, it, it just means that our race the human race can continue to thrive but thrive in one with nature and the animals that we've got and the, the beautiful world that we have and you have a genuine belief and optimism that we can do this do you know what even after stepping off that stage today yeah absolutely I have an absolute belief and absolute optimism we've got the most amazing innovations going on right here in the Humber today yeah. you know you just we just heard about some of those great mm. innovations why couldn't you be, in, you know, there's no way anyone couldn't be inspired by what they've heard today. So, yeah, my optimism only grows day by day as I hear all of the wonderful things that we're actually doing. Mm. And here in the Humber, you know, we've got these great initiatives. People are receptive to working partnership. We're seeing really world-leading stuff in this part of the UK as, a, as an example, and not just for the UK, but I guess for other parts of the world. And, and you know, you've linked with other parts of the world with the Living With Water as well. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's an amazing place to, to live and to work. Uh, we have passionate communities. We have inspiring leaders. We have people that just want to do something for the right reasons. 
yeah, it, 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 it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. And, you know, when I talk to those other countries, the, the, you know, one of the, the, the big things that they talk to me about is, is, is communities and how engaged they are and how they want to be part of what we're doing and, and how can they learn from that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's fabulous. Mm. COP26, everybody I talk to, uh, we, we talk about COP26, but I sort of get a sense after this conversation that whatever comes out of COP26 hopefully be moving in the direction whether it's as far as some people want or not but that you know we will be successful successful ultimately because of the pressure of people to to, to change yeah so yeah yeah you know, I'm a fundamental believer that ordinary people can do extraordinary things and when they do those extraordinary things it creates something really special and yeah the 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 power is now within I know it sounds you know really funny to say it the power's with the people at the moment you know there is a, a massive wave coming and um, interestingly it, it, it comes from below and we are pushing the government we're pushing the world leaders to really make a change now and when I say that not just to say they're making a change but to really physically work together to make a change this is about collaboration the, the only way we're going to get through this is the way that we have been tackling the pandemic actually in the last few months it's about pulling together working as one big world and uh, together we can absolutely do this Lee Pitcher thank you very much thank you too